Welcome to Raise the Line from Osmosis.org, seeking solutions with leading experts on how to increase healthcare capacity so people can get the care they need during the COVID-19 crisis and beyond. In this special episode, we'll be talking to one of the winners of the 2020 Osmosis Raise the Line Faculty Awards. Only five were selected out of hundreds of nominations we received. Osmosis's engagement manager, Lindsay Smith, sat down with each of them to ask about their career, their methods, and their advice for future healthcare providers. Hi, um, today I'm joined by Dr. Mary Brennan, who won the Raise the Line Faculty Award competition in 2020. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Lindsay. It's a pleasure, and thank you so much for the award. It's just, it's thrilling. Absolutely. Well, let's get started. And if you wouldn't mind just giving a brief introduction, who you are, um, what you do, where you work at. Yes. Um, well, my name is Dr. Mary Brennan, and I am the director of the Adult Gerontology Acute Care Nurse Practitioner Program at New York University, Rory Myers College of Nursing. And I've been in that position for about 16 years now. And um, yes, te teaching a lot of uh, students and um, I love it. Absolutely love it. That's awesome. Just to get started, I'd be curious to know um, about your background and what got you started in education. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, I, it, when I was reflecting on this question earlier, I thought while I was a kid, I loved science, I loved art, and I loved reading. And I think being a teacher sort of encompasses all of those things. Uh, but I started out as a nurse and I uh, worked in an intensive care unit and I absolutely loved working in critical care. I love taking care of families. I love taking care of patients who had critical illnesses. I really liked understanding everything that was going on with the patient. So uh, that was my entree into becoming a nurse practitioner. And um, once I became a nurse practitioner, I also gravitated towards the acute care setting. And I'm both a primary care nurse practitioner and an acute care nurse practitioner. And I have specialized primarily in cardiovascular diseases. So I worked on a cardiothoracic surgery service for a number of years. And currently I work in a cardiology service. And um, I think my love of teaching began as a nurse because I also like to teach other nurses about what I knew. And um, I think a couple of opportunities came my way and I was offered the position as the director of the Adult Gerontology Acute Care Nurse Practitioner Program. It was a stretch for me, but um, <laughs> I love the challenge and I really loved teaching other nurses how to become nurse practitioners. And I think I had a vision of what a great nurse practitioner would be, somebody who not only took care of patients, but helped to transform healthcare. And um, I just wanted to see the acute care nurse practitioner role grow so much. So um, yes, so I love to see how the students develop into this role. And basically, I think how they go out now and um, so many of my grad, I hear so many complimentary things about my graduates. And I think my graduates are my best advertisements for the program. So, and we can get into a little bit more of the specifics. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you're a natural born uh, educator um, from, from the start. 
You know, I don't know that I'm a natural born educator, but I will say that a lot of people have helped me along the way. And there are role models that have definitely been important. And um, I, I think of one uh, professor in particular, he was a professor of history, and he taught in our college um, in the Center of Teaching for Excellence. And I went to those courses, and he basically revolutionized my teaching approach. Prior to that, I used to have a lot of PowerPoint slides, and I used to have a lot of content, and I would give the students a lot of content. And when I went to his classes, he talked about actually stimulating critical thinking and allow st allowing students to solve problems and generate decisions. And he said, you know, st uh, students should be talking 80% of the time in class. They should be analyzing, they should be comparing, they should be contrasting. The teacher should be talking 20% 20, 20 of the time. That was kind of revolutionary and sort of adjusting and adapting to that and allowing the students the freedom to explore, to discover, to communicate with each other, I found fascinating. And um, I really embraced it and it's, it's worked out very well. That, that's amazing. Your teaching has inspired many health professionals and they nominated you for this award. Can you speak to who or what inspired you to teach? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that um, probably I would say my parents who love to learn and um, they, they weren't educators, but um, they always read the paper. We discussed social issues in the home. And um, I think they were probably instrumental in helping me to become um, a good teacher. And I, again, I'm going to say, I don't think I was natural born. I think there's been a lot of hard work and I've had a lot of um, help along the way with other faculty members and role models. But uh, I think it started when I was very young. Absolutely. In order to win this award, you received many nominations and testimonials from students and colleagues. Yes. I'm going to read you a quick snapshot to get to your reaction, and I'd like to know how you feel. Mm -hmm. I nominated Mary Brennan because she reaches further as a passionate and dedicated educator, putting the needs of others before her own. A true innovator, Mary Brennan has led us into the future with Acute Care General Hospital, the virtual learning environment which helped nurses gain confidence and learn compassionate care. I aspire to be just like her in the medical field. How does that make you feel? That makes me feel uh, that's so lovely. And uh, I feel so proud. And I am so proud of all of my students. It's, it's so nice to be recognized because I can push students. <laughs> I believe in having high expectations for students. And I like to have students rise to those expectations. And I do know that all of my students work very, very hard. Um, but in the end, I think the hard work matters and uh, all the, the students appreciate that they were able to be successful in a course, in a program that was rigorous. Um, and this might kind of tie into, I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, the acute care general hospital. With COVID, it's brought unique challenges to everyone. Um, yeah. What has your experience been like? What have you learned and how have you overcome some of these challenges? Well, I think in the beginning of the pandemic, when we were quarantined, a number of my students were nurses in acute care settings. They actually had to go into work and work with patients who were critically ill and those who were on ventilators with COVID-19. 
And uh, it was even in the very beginning of the pandemic when we didn't have a lot of guidelines. And I think that was very, very tough for my students. So I had to, I had to be very compassionate and I had to understand that maybe they weren't going to be able to do the curriculum as we had planned. And I had to adjust my expectations for them. I think, you know, they were absolutely amazing, um, you know, going in and um, uh, taking care of patients at, you know, at their own risk. A number of them contracted COVID and it was before there was even a recommendation to wear masks with patients. So I think, uh, you know, it taught, it taught me a lot and I think the students helped me to learn about having compassion during that time. That's great. I think everyone had to have a little bit of flexibility, especially in the early stages for everyone that's been on the front line and absolute heroes um, for what they're doing. Absolutely. And so many of them rushed in to take care of those patients, knowing that this was a very infectious disease and potentially fatal. So to actually to, to do that, I think was just wonderful. And I think the entire the public also has recognized how impactful nursing care has been. And I think that's been so nice too, to see the public recognize and appreciate the role that nurses have played. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're seeing that all over, which is amazing. Well-deserved. It is. Yes. What is next for you and for your institution? Mm-hmm. I think that, um, and maybe this was, um, enhanced or accentuated, not only with the pandemic, but I think the Black Lives Matter um, movement. I think that we all understand the imperative to dismantle structural racism. And I think that our institution concentrates on mitigating and eliminating health disparities. That's one of our frameworks. And I think that we all understand as a collective that that is our next goal, our next imperative. So I know that's important for all the different faculty and that sort of the classroom is a microcosm of society and we cannot be separate from what's going on in society. And so we have to have the difficult conversations and we have to absolutely help our students to understand how structural racism has contributed to health equities, inequities rather, and that we must promote health equity for all. Absolutely. That's wonderful that you guys are taking such a strong stance on that. Yes. So we um, at Osmosis are a teaching company. We love to fill in knowledge gaps. If there's any topic that you'd like to educate us on that you think everyone ought to know about? You know, I looked through all of the uh, videos that you offer and I think they're all great. They're creative and I think they're fun. And I do think it, they would help students learn difficult concepts. Um, I think what I'd like to see is that um, everyone understands that we are accelerating in our view of teaching as well. The teaching isn't necessarily transmission of facts, but it's really helping students with critical thinking. I think critical reading, um, we help the students to develop a, a diagnosis or a differential diagnosis and to develop the best treatment approaches. So I think some of the new and novel ways of educating 
students might be helpful to educators in the group. And as healthcare professionals, we're all educators because we do need to educate our patients and their families. What advice would you give new um, students entering the medical field today? Mm -hmm. I think that students are so capable of doing so much more than sometimes teachers and educators are expect of them. That um, I really am, have shifted away from passive learning approaches where, where the teacher has to give the facts and the students memorize and that keeps the students dependent upon the faculty. What I like is to inspire students to become the very best that they can be. So to help them along the way develop their critical reading um, and decision-making so that they can be the very best. So I kind of like that idea of helping students to become independent learners. And I think um, as, as nursing professionals, they, that's something that's very important. You are going to have to be an assertive, independent learner to keep up with all the research that is generated every year. Yeah, it's constantly, um, constantly changing. So lots to lots of new information to keep up on it, for sure. Absolutely. And then secondly, I was talking to a former student today, and she was saying she, and we were commenting on how really understanding why things happen, particularly in science, understanding a concept and why that concept is, I think is so important. So really having curiosity, delving deeply into a subject matter is very helpful, a very good habit of the mind to cultivate. Anybody that you would like to thank, peers, students, or any departments, colleagues, parents, anyone? Well, I would like to thank all of my former students, every single one. Um, some of the ones who love the program and maybe some of the ones who didn't love the program so much, because I know they all worked very hard. And uh, I personally believe that you cannot be a, an acute care nurse practitioner without putting a lot of effort and time into your craft. You have to develop your craft. So um, I know many thought you know, it was a lot of work, but I think in the end, they appreciated that they did learn as much as they did. I have to thank everybody at NYU and uh, all the faculty, primarily, who have helped me to learn so much. I would not be here if it weren't for all of them. I've learned everything um, from them. And I actually even started as a faculty member before I went to school for my doctorate. And I thought my doctorate was sort of much easier to do having been in academia for 10 years. I knew a, a lot of the material. <laughs> so it definitely gave me a leg up. And I also saw that Ruth Kleinpel was a recipient of the one of the faculty awards. She's a, a nurse practitioner. She's actually an adult Jerry uh, acute care nurse practitioner. I admire her. She's such a role model in, uh, in the nurse practitioner profession. And so when I saw her name on the list of recipients, I, I just, I felt so proud too. Well, that, that's amazing. And thank you for all of your wonderful work in education. Um, your students are definitely lucky to have you um, in their corner, kind of cheering them on. Um, and it is very clear by the number of um, nominations that you receive that you're definitely making a, a big impact um, on their lives. So thank you for all that you do. And congratulations again on winning the Osmosis Raise the Line Faculty Award. 
Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. It was a pleasure. And uh, thank you again for this great honor. It's very unexpected. For more information on how you can help raise the line and flatten the curve, go to osmosis.org slash COVID-19. If you like this podcast, please share it on your social channels. You can also subscribe to the series and check out all of our podcasts at osmosis.org slash raise the line podcast. <laughs>